Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The thrills of victory and the agonies of defeat for the Michigan Wolverines, the number six team in the country, 7-0. The day didn't end that way. They are now 7-1, number eight Michigan State. They'll be moving up in the rankings after improving to 8-0 after beating the Wolverines 37-33. It was a game in which Michigan got off to a fast enough start Cade McNamara had a 93-yard touchdown pass to Lansing, Michigan native Andrew Anthony. But it didn't take long until the biggest factor in Michigan's defeat and one of the biggest names in all of college football this year, Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker, started to get his licks in, licks in a plenty. Walker ended up finding the end zone not once, not twice, not even three times, five times. 197 yards rushing, and Walker couldn't be stopped. Michigan's defense, defense coordinator Mike McDonald, they didn't have an answer for Walker. Michigan's defense looked decent early on, especially stopping Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne. Picked Thorne off a couple times, sacked him a few times, throughout the day, but it was Walker. Despite Thorne's deficiencies, they turned to Walker in this one, even when they were down, and started trimming away at Michigan's lead slowly and methodically. But this is a team loss, and a lot of Michigan fans are not happy right now, and it all culminates with the Dismay over Jim Harbaugh and his Michigan team losing to an arch nemesis. Once again, something that Harbaugh would be the first to admit it has occurred far too often during his tenure. But let's not act like this season is doomed. Let's not act like this is a fatality for the Wolverines football team. This was definitely a big blow. Definitely hurts a whole bunch for the team. Quite gut-wrenching, right? But their goals are still in front of them to a certain extent. Aiden Hutchinson, he said the season's not over. Andrew Vistardis said that they're not giving up, even though he's sure a lot of people are going to jump off the bandwagon. There's a, some big games to be played, and there's a good bowl to be had. And... 
Michigan hasn't lost to Ohio State yet. And uh, plenty of people, pundits and fans alike, could ask me what's going to fundamentally change between now and then. What's going to change between now and the prior years of the Harbaugh era. And I really don't have the answer for you right now, especially an answer that's going to appease anyone after a loss. But it all starts with belief. It all starts with getting back into the building and fix what the hell happened wrong against Michigan State, a game that Michigan went into halftime with a 23-14 lead. And like I said, the second half did not go their way. And officiating was porous in this one. Did not do Michigan any favors, which also... Let's be real, it's been a common thread throughout Harbaugh's Michigan coaching career. And some outsiders would say that's sour grapes, but I would say rules experts and just objective observers of the game of football would say, hey, you know, uh, some of these replays just don't seem to go their way for whatever reason. So the officiating, a major factor, of course, as previously mentioned, the defense the rushing attack of Michigan did not get going in this one nearly enough. Coming into this game, the top five rushing deep offense in the nation, but Hassan Haskins was held to 59 yards. Blake Corum was held to just 45 yards. Not a recipe for success. Cade McNamara, I had a takeaways piece, and some of our readers, and I encourage them all, I encourage everyone always to, listen to our podcast, but I made some points about McNamara and his performance, so let's just look at the stat line first. 28 of 44, 383 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception, 64% completion percentage. That's pretty good numbers when you look at it that way. A lot of passing yards through the air today for McNamara, but there's some caveats here, folks. Let's not act like there isn't. Let, let's, let's meet each other halfway. And I like Cade. Cade is a very good leader. He's a stoic guy, serious, football smart, sees plays well before the snap, gets his team in the right checks. But with Michigan down 37-33, to 33, and we'll get to why they were down 37 to 33. It involves a fumble by a freshman backup quarterback. But back to McNamara for a moment. The last five minutes of the game, McNamara did have his opportunities to lead Michigan to victory, and it did not go McNamara's way. And McNamara, at the conclusion of the game in his post-game press conference, he said that he needs to play better, and nobody knows more than him what went wrong and when things indeed went wrong. And a few things did go wrong in that final stretch. The tempo was a tempo in which was not up-tempo, it wasn't urgent enough down. Now you could say, well, obviously that's on coaching the calls coming in when the quarterback's looking to the sideline. But... Uh, within the confines that McNamara was settling for some checkdowns. The clock just kept continuing to tick. However, a deep ball to Mike Sainristil. 
that it would have gave Michigan the lead. Would have been a touchdown if McNamara hit it on target. He did not. That was brutal. That was a brutal incompletion. And on the that was on a third down, the second to last drive. On the fourth down, McNamara believes there should have been a pass interference call. He was adamant about that in the postgame press conference. But Michigan's defense did something good. They when Michigan State got the ball back, they did stop Kenneth Walker finally after his Heisman worthy performance. They made Michigan State punt, but that drive ended with a McNamara interception. He targeted tight end Luke Schoonmaker with two Michigan State defenders in the vicinity. A throw that was forced, a throw he shouldn't have made. And my only point, really, residing with McNamara would be an analogy. You can play good for almost the entire game, but sometimes they find a moments matter the most. And in the game of college football, there's usually a lot of points scored. It's not always this 10-7 to 7 ball games, especially when you get to some elite talent. Elite talent scores. Look at the Big 12. Look at some national title games in recent memory. It's not always a defense a defensive domination that wins the game. So think about boxing. Think about an evenly matched fight, a 12-round fight, and 11 rounds of it. It's neck and neck, trading blows. Both guys looking pretty darn impressive. But who's remembered? It's the 12th round a lot of the time. The Frasers, the Ali's. The Foremans, the Lennox Lewis, the Tysons of the world. Those are the ones. You you need to play your best when your back's against the wall. And that's where Cade came up short today. And I think that's an objective thing to say and a fair thing to say. He could do a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things. And the brunt of this loss is not on Cade McNamara's shoulders. And I don't want anybody to think I think that. And I think Cade is a good quarterback and is going to lead Michigan to some more victories in the future. But it was disappointing, that final stretch. So let's just put it that way. There were there are a few opportunities sprinkled throughout the game in which if he lands that completion, the trajectory of this game could have changed. Four field goals. That's not going to cut it. As good as Jake Moody is, who's been phenomenal, future NFL kicker in the works, but if you continue to settle for field goals, that's a recipe for disaster, and it comes back to bite you in the butt in the end. And that's what happened here. Think about a drive where Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo combined for a strip sack fumble. At first, it looked like it was going to be a strip sack fumble for a touchdown. It got ruled back. Just a a sack, rather. Michigan State punts. If there's a few times in the game where it's the home crowd of the Spartans and Michigan had a chance to shut them up, really just punch the fans in the mouth, 
figuratively with a touchdown, but due to some conservative play calling to the conservative check down, or just, you know, maybe just some flat out uh, less than stellar play calls. Let's put it that way. They had to settle for a field goal. That's just not going to cut it. But where does Michigan go forward? Well, one area, let's talk about J.J. McCarthy and what he is and is not. McCarthy fumbled the ball twice today, folks. He actually did it on back-to-back plays in which he was on the field. The first time, it was near the red zone for Michigan, and McCarthy fumbled, but luckily the ball went out of bounds. Michigan was still able to maintain possession, got a field goal. However, McCarthy's next drive out there, the only reason he was on the field, Harbaugh said after the game, that Kane McNamara was working through something. He was a little banged up at that given moment. And unfortunately, the first snap of that drive, McCarthy, Blake Corum, the exchange did not go as bland, to say the least. McCarthy did not jump on the ball, a little shell-shocked. For whatever reason, Michigan State gets possession. And then Kenneth Walker ends up scoring. Michigan State goes up 37-33. That's the ultimately the final score of the game. So my critiques of McNamara, I mean, J.J., that was a brutal, brutal, brutal turnover. And hopefully it's something he learns from. He's so young, looks so talented. He threw a touchdown today, too. Three of four, 23 yards, one touchdown. Great throw to Andrew Anthony. But, you know, you only remember the bad plays, I suppose. And I'm sure that's what he's thinking about now. And he's going to have a bit trouble going to sleep tonight. And I believe the same could be said for most Michigan players in this one. Specifically the defense where Kenneth Walker should be giving them some nightmares. Because... That's unacceptable. That cannot happen, no matter what rhyme or reason. As good as Walker is, five touchdowns? You let that guy score five times? Man, that's a that's a definitely a majorly bitter pill to swallow. But where does Michigan go from here? Not dead yet territory, but something has to fundamentally change. they got to get better, more consistently for consistency, from quarter one to quarter four. There's been games where they didn't start out fast and then had to play catch-up. And then there's games where they start out fast and faded down the stretch. That was the case today where Michigan State outscored Michigan in the fourth quarter 15-3. to So this is a fingerprints by everybody on the loss. The coaches, they have to take some run of it, of course. And, of course, Michigan fans, they... They lack faith in Jim Harbaugh at this point and his ability to beat rivals, but there's still things to play for. The season's not a lost cause. I don't think anybody really had Michigan at 7-0 heading into the Michigan State game. A lot of people didn't even think Michigan would win six games this year. But we're in the territory of college football. Anytime you lose a game, especially a game like this where emotions run high, the negativity uh the volume, it just reached its, reaches its peak to where the glass in the room seems to break. And uh, that's no way to be, no place to be, and uh, no way to live. But that's the reality in which we live in that we must get out of. 
and trying to find a better way forward. And hopefully what makes Michigan different this year in that regard is the veteran leadership, the veteran leadership from players like Aiden Hutchinson and Cade McNamara as well, Josh Ross, Blake Corum, a lot of guys, a lot of guys on that team. But there's some good things to take away from the game too. And Eric Hall, 10 receptions, 98 yards. Andrew Anthony broke onto the scene today. Six receptions, 155 yards. Mike Sainer still two touch, uh, two receptions, 62 yards, one touchdown. And like I said, if McNamara hits him in that uh, second-to-last drive, Sainer still would have been over 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I do not find Michigan's passing attack to be one-dimensional in the sense of the weapons allotted. But what does have to improve, and uh, heading into today, McNamara was 68th in passer rating. It's going to go up today a bit, I believe. I think it would. I mean, 383 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. But, uh, yeah, it's got to get better. they got to get to a place between now and Ohio State where, okay, look at, look at it this way. McNamara had 383 yards against a really bad Michigan State passing defense that ranked near the dead, dead bottom of all of college football. And they shut down Michigan's rushing game. Michigan needs to start having games where it's more of a 50-50 split of, well, first off, somebody could counter, rightfully so, to, hey, whatever it takes to win. But the best teams, the teams like Ohio State, well, guess what? They're having top rushing attacks and top passing attacks at the same time. So if Michigan wants to beat the best teams on their schedule, that's who they should aspire to be, more like the best teams on their schedule and uh, be multidimensional. So uh, where is Cade McNamara's ceiling? Where is the ceiling of Michigan's passing offense? We'll see. I hope it's higher than, uh, you know, Higher than it seemed at times this year. Let's put it that way. Uh, there did definitely been some games where McNamara, some certain uh, throws down the field stick out that were positive, whether it was against Nebraska or against Wisconsin. But uh, to be fair, on the flip side, there's been a lot more he should have hit, could have, should have, woulda, and uh, got to have more consistency across the board, right? Got to have consistency. And also on defense, they do not get let off the hook. The defense has been one of the better in college football statistically to this point in the season, but this was Michigan's stiffest test. They haven't played a whole lot of good teams this year, and their defense looked highly vulnerable, put it that way. I mean, the pass rush was getting home uh, somewhat, right, but didn't get home enough. Peyton Thorne, despite having a couple interceptions early in the game, Still was 19 of 30 for 196 yards. But this is going to be one one game that it's going to take a long while to digest. And hopefully for the Michigan team, they don't have that same feeling as some fans and pundits uh, sitting doing their podcasts because they got a game next week and got games every week in November. And... Uh, the attitude starts with them. They got to look themselves in the mirror and try to forge a better path forward. I mean, we're a few plays here, there in this game away, despite all the negatives people can say and how Michigan blew it. And 
all that, that Michigan's 8-0 and Jim Harbaugh's a freaking genius. I've never seen a guy that is either perceived as a genius or a, a bum. There's usually no gray area there. So obviously the criticisms towards Harbaugh, which he'd acknowledge, especially, you know, you don't beat Ohio State, that's a failure. Don't beat Michigan State, that's a failure. You don't beat the best teams on your schedule, that's a failure. If you didn't get to the Big Ten championship game, didn't get to a re- at least really good game like the Rose Bowl, you know, a New Year's Day Bowl, that season's a failure. But they still have them goals in front of them. Yeah, the season's on life support, but they can still get to where they need to be, but they need a little luck, they need a little hope, and it starts with that locker room, not the noise outside it. With that said, my noise is about to end. I thank you all for listening. I love you Michigan fans and Mason Brew faithful in good times and bad. I appreciate when you love me back. I appreciate when you disagree with me. I appreciate all the discussions that we have throughout the season, throughout my time at Mason Brew through the years. And keep commenting, keep telling me how you really feel because I know where you're going to, and it gets me to know a bit more about all you folks and what makes you tick. So follow me on Twitter, at Woods Football. Follow us on Twitter, at Maze and Brew. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you like your podcasts. And hopefully... Next Saturday, we'll have a more positive podcast on the docket. But until then, this is Trevor Woods signing off, and thank you for listening once more.